Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Shelby. What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling? Girl, I am okay. Like, I feel like we need to have a pulse check. Like, I know when people say, how you feeling? How you doing? You know, everyone's quick to be like, I'm good. I'm okay. But it's, I just think it's important to ask, how are you really doing? Right? So with me, girl, January came in with a punch. Um, I unfortunately lost my grandmother. She was the matriarch of the family. So that was very hard for all of us. Um, but she had a beautiful home going. Um, she had a beautiful life. She had many people that loved her, cared about her. Um, so it's just been really hard on our family. But one thing um, we have to remember is that like she's at peace now. We're the ones not at peace. <laughs> she she don't have to be out here dealing with coronavirus and everything going on in the crazy world. She is at peace. She is with God. Like so, I try to fit, you know find some rest and comfort in that. Um, so just dealing with that and being there with my family. The good thing is as well is that I'm able to be and um, be around and be closer to the family that I was not so close with these past couple of years, just because life be life in. So, I mean, overall, I am okay. I'm getting through it. And um, that would be how I'm really doing. What about you? How are you really doing? Um, I feel like I'm doing okay. Um, honestly, better than okay. But I feel like I'm in like this really interesting, weird like stage. I like to describe it as I feel like I'm in this bubble and I'm on the outside looking in. And for me, I have just been overwhelmed with trying to figure out like what's next like what's next for me in my career what's next for me in my personal life and just and just wondering just about things that I cannot control or things that I just don't know that are fully in God's hands I feel like a lot of times I put all this pressure on myself and then I stress myself out and I have just been in this state of limbo and I've just been feeling like really really blah lately like not extra excited about anything, but not extra sad about anything, but just kind of coasting through life, trying to figure out what and how I feel <laughs> about life because I just feel neutral. But overall, I'm doing really good, just trying to get through life. As you said, life be life. And I'm just trying to get through the day, day by day, sometimes second by second. <laughs> but I'm okay. <laughs> Yes, it could definitely be overwhelming um, because I know I go through that too. And um, I know recently we've seen a lot of sad stories, not to harp on sadness, but with um, Miss USA 2019, how she um, committed suicide. Like I just, I used to follow her. Well, I did follow her on social media and I just thought she was so beautiful. She was so successful. She um, was just, she just came across with like this beautiful personality, but that just goes to show you can be beautiful. You can be well accomplished and still feel pressure, still feel overwhelmed. Like you just kind of mentioned still, you know, maybe nobody was really checking in on how are you really doing, like doing a pulse check and 
things like that. So it's just really important to check on your friends, check on how are you really doing, making sure you give that pulse check to your friends because you just never know what somebody's really dealing with. They could be telling you, oh, I'm good, I'm okay. But no, check on them. Like, how are you really doing? Yeah, I totally agree. And just trying to be like, a safe space for people that you really care about and love about, or even people that you don't even know. Cause sometimes like to your point, we don't know what people are dealing with. We don't know what people are struggling with, but sometimes like the most simple or kind gesture or the most genuine check-in um, is needed. I've, I've seen a post going around that says like mental health is more than just, you know, checking on your strong friend or doing a pulse check and stuff like that. And I agree. And I think it's very, very, deep but I just pray if anybody is listening to this and they are struggling with their mental health or they are contemplating suicide I pray that you have somebody in your life that you can reach out to I pray that you have a uh, I pray that you have a space a safe space um that you can go and talk to and I pray that you know you know that you matter and that your life has value yes so um let's go ahead and get into our show for today um let's pick it up a notch and talk about our dating and relationships i think we're gonna have fun talking about this (laughs) i feel like we could talk the whole show about this um so shelby what's your type okay and has your type changed are you open to a different type in terms of physical attraction um what are your thoughts on being more open-minded when it comes to having a Um, I've had this, like the same type since forever. My type has not changed. I don't think that my type is going to change, but I will say that I am more open-minded than I used to be in the past. So anybody knows me, knows that my type is tall. And when I say tall, I mean six foot and above. Your girl is five, two on a good day. (laughs) But my type is six foot or taller, tall, dark, handsome, muscular, and just fine. Like, Kofi Sarabi, fine. Like Omar Epps back in the day, fine. Like smooth chocolate skin that's just like butter, fine. <laughs> that is my type. Um, my type ain't been working out for me. Um, I'm going to keep it a book. I'm going to be 100. It ain't really been working out for me. Um, but you know what? I will say in the past um, that I have just been stuck on you know, I feel like we've all fallen into this. And if not, I'll speak for myself. We've all fallen into having a type. And then once we see that person that is physically our type, we try to make them the person. And I don't know about y'all, but I have learned the hard way that you cannot make the wrong person the person because they will fuck it up every single time by doing dumb stuff because that's not your person and you're not equally yoked. I think, um, I've had to learn that. Like I was dating a guy a couple years ago and he fit this description perfectly and we just did not mesh like I don't think it's that we didn't get along but he just wasn't my person our vision didn't align our goals didn't align we just didn't communicate we weren't clear and consistent and I just felt like every time I tried to talk to him like we just butted heads and I was like it shouldn't be this hard (laughs) for us to get along and for us to you know work out and walk in this relationship I think what that taught me is that somebody can be fine on paper or they can be your type, or they can be your person on paper, but that not make them your type, which you really need to succeed and be fulfilled in life. So I will say that I think that now I am open to a different type of person, such as he doesn't just have to be dark skinned, but my man has to have some type of black in him. I want to marry a black man specifically that is non-negotiable. Um, I'm more open to height. I'm only 5'2", so it's not that much harder to be taller than me. I'm an aunt is taller than me, so... I'm a little bit more open-minded in that court. 
but I think I'm just more open-minded. Like, obviously, I still want to be attracted to my um, person, but I have realized as I've gotten older that attraction comes in different ways. Like, yeah, I want you to be physically attractive, but then, you know, sometimes once you get to know a person, like, other traits become attractive to you, like their attitude, like their stability, like their kindness, like their attentiveness, like what they bring to the table and what they offer me, how they treat me. So I think that over the years, or let me just rephrase that, over the past year and a half, when I saw that what I wanted wasn't working for me, I did become a little bit more open-minded in my prayer and just, you know, asking God to lead and guide me in what my type is and just being more open-minded that when somebody tries to spit game at me or talk to me, just being more open-minded to see what it's about. But that is the answer to your question. Not sure if I answered it. What about you? <laughs> yes, you did. You answered you answered everything. Um, my type has changed. I remember <laughs> I remember in high school, I used to like love this was back when like Nelly was like just now coming out um with his country grammar album. And I was so obsessed with any boy that looked like Nelly with the baggy jeans, the do-rags, the light skin. <laughs> like I that was my type. Um, back then. And then I kind of transitioned over. I'm talking about physical attraction, you guys. Um, transitioned over to the dark chocolate. Like the blacker you are, the better for me. Um, so that would be my type still now. But also I love like a athletic built man. Like if you look like you could just tackle somebody, <laughs> if you look like, you know, you play for Dallas Cowboys, yes, come on at me. <laughs> but Honestly, a type, a physical type can get you in trouble because one thing that I've learned, like obviously as as I have grown and matured and figured out what it is I actually need versus what I want, um, that physical attraction, like when I start praying about, okay, God, this is what I would like to, these would be some nice to haves. Um, yeah, the devil know what you like too. So he can go ahead and send you that chocolate man and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is from God and it ain't. <laughs> so that has gotten me in trouble a couple of times, but I would say my types in in terms of physical attraction is still the same. But I've I have told myself I would be open minded, um, just because at this point it's like you know if you're a good man, just be a good man. At this point, it's like okay, I'm not going to judge you because 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 you're not you're not dark skin or you're not you know my preference in terms of like athletic built are you are you dead over there like what is going on um but huh i'm sorry that was so y'all i have shelby is dead sorry go ahead i'll be quiet um nah nah okay so i'm just saying i am more open-minded because i think i'm more focused on what it is that i need now versus okay he's cute he got a beard like you could be cute have a beard but still treat me like i'm not nothing you know what I mean so I think for me when I think of open-minded I'm more open-minded in what it is that I need and looking past like surface level physical attraction I do believe that you have to be attracted to something but it reminds me Shelby of like we just started watching the new season of Married at First Sight and it has Elijah Wan on there he's really attractive he's light-skinned he's really attractive in my opinion got tattoos athletic built but the, his personality just don't sit right with me and it makes him unattractive. Mm-hmm. So same thing. Like I could, I could meet a dark chocolate athletic dude, just everything on paper or, you know, physical attraction. But as soon as he opened his mouth and it's dumb, you're not going to be attractive anymore. So right. I think that 
just being more open-minded in terms of the things that I actually need and stop looking at what I would want or my preference. You know, I think that that's what it takes to even be open-minded in the first place. I agree. So what would you, what was you laughing at that had you did? <laughs> Girl, because you was like, if you're a good man, come holler at me. And for some reason that was so. <laughs> because a lot of, we're, we're I mean, God, if you out of me and just say it, because that's what it's looking like. I mean. But that had me dead. At this point. I thought you were going to say, but that was not it. And it just took me off guard. <laughs> Well, you know what? I mean, it is true because I'm like, I've, like, for example, I was talking to one of my friends and we were talking about celebrities like Chris Brown and Trey Songs. And I've just honestly never been attracted to those type of dudes ever. Like, um, not to say they're not attractive, but I guess it's just how they portray themselves. I've just never been attractive. They've never been attractive to me. So that's why I'm like, okay, this dude could be looking so good, but as soon as he is not consistent or starts lying to you or don't be calling you or whatever then he becomes unattractive so really how important is physical attraction when it when it gets to that point right so um all right let's keep it moving to the journey so this is a segment where Shelby and I will discuss how our journey to building our brand all things melanin is going um so Let's switch it up a little bit and just talk about how are we balancing our demanding nine to five jobs, growing all things melanin and prioritizing our individual creative projects. What are some positives and what are some challenges in doing that? Yeah, I'm gonna keep it a book. Um, I don't really think I've learned for me, like, I don't really know if I believe in balance. (laughs) Because I am struggling to find a balance because like I was saying earlier, like I've just been overwhelmed with wanting to do good and be good at everything, which is like my nine to five, which is all things mailing, which is personal endeavors that I'm working on and working towards. But I think one thing that that has helped me in quote balancing is I've had to like prioritize getting things done and putting like dates, times and like limits on what I can do on what days. For instance, at my job from nine to five or eight to five, really, you know, your girl is working outside of that on the weekends, at my lunch, on my break, um, in between doing work, you know, I may be doing things for all things melanin in my personal endeavors. I think what really helps me is that I work from home now. So I have the freedom and the creativity for people not to be breathing down my throat and looking at me and what I'm doing because I do get my work done. I think the positives to working towards all of these things, like balancing like my nine to five, all things melanin and my creative projects is I think that they all that they all work together and that each thing that I'm doing contributes to the other. For instance, by day I'm a digital strategist. So I help people with their marketing, with their strategy, with their content writing, account management, managing people and things like that. And so even in all things melanin, all those things that I do in my day-to-day job helps with all things melanin. All the things that I do to my day-to-day job helps me with my creative endeavors. So I think that because I am in an industry, uh, corporate-wise, that I want to be in and that I'm passionate in, that it's really setting me up in other areas of my life to be successful and to, you know, get all the skills and knowledge that I have from that endeavor to put towards the other endeavor because I'm always learning something and it's making me a better person. So I think that that is the positive that I can use my 
you know, my corporate intelligence, my my corporate knowledge to better all things knowing as well as my personal endeavors. I think the challenge that I face is like just trying to find a balance and do it all or do it all in a successful way. And one thing that I have found challenging is I've realized that I cannot do everything at one time. It is not going to happen. <laughs> it's just right. not feasible. And I think when I realized that, I was like, okay, you can't do it all at the same time. So what can you do? So what I have learned is I, I just have to prioritize my task and prioritize my time. So what that looks like specifically for me, for me to be productive, is that on some days, obviously, Monday through Friday, your girl got to clock into her nine to five and work. So I do that every day in between business hours only at five o'clock at five one. That is tomorrow's concern. And I mean that. <laughs> but at but after, you know, work hours and stuff on some days, I work on specific days and times. I work on all things mailing. And sometimes that's me waking up before work to check emails, to schedule emails, to check on social media, to schedule things. Sometimes that's after work. A lot of times it's honestly on weekends. A lot of times I will text Eric and be like, X, Y, and Z is done on Sunday at like 6.50 p.m. That's just when I feel most productive to work on all things mailing stuff. As well as, you know, on personal endeavors, I have to set aside time, which is usually on the weekends. Um, you know, just to work towards those things. So I think the positive is all of them work together and they're very similar. The challenge is that I have learned that I have to prioritize getting things done and not be so hard on myself when I just can't get to it. What about you, friend? Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think you made a good point when you said you don't really think that there is such thing as a balance. I think it's I agree with you that it's more of prioritizing um, because honestly, uh, nine to five, well, you know, my nine to five is going to be prioritized because obviously why that is my bread and butter's way of living. <laughs> um, but sometimes what works for me is I literally have to listen to myself. Like if I know that I am having a demanding day at work, there's no way I'm going to be creative in my side projects. And that's not fair to those things. Like if I'm um, just overworked on that, I know that I'm not going to be able to do something right after work for my creative projects. And I need to prioritize when can I do something for this creative project where I am able to actually be creative on that and not just try to force it out because I don't feel like I'm being productive in those areas this week or today. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, one thing that obviously works for me is scheduling. I can't just go off vibes. Like even though I listen to like, okay, I'm tired today. Okay. You're not going to try to um, create no designs or anything. Um, but scheduling, because I have like a end of the week goal. So let's say, okay, I know I got to work five days a week, <laughs> but at the end of this week, what do I want to be, what do I want to have done for my creative projects? Right. So what do I have to do in order to have that end goal happen? So looking at it that way in turn, instead of, um, overwhelming myself. So scheduling really helps me. And honestly, when I do get around to working on my creative project, it kind of gives me a relief because my day-to-day -day job is very technical. I talk nerd talk with coding, programmers, developers. I don't have no room to be creative. It's technical from sunup to sundown. So when I do need that creative relief, I have fun with, you know, recording our podcast or um, my creative design project. So it's something that I do look forward to doing as well. So I think one key thing is, is when you are um, trying to balance, make sure you have fun with your creative stuff. Um, and then um, 
if I ever could get to the point where I feel like I'm not able to be creative, then that means I need a break. That's just point blank and period. And I don't know how long that break needs to be, but I think that that's where the quote unquote balance comes in is when you recognize when you need a break. And I think you and I have really been good at just speaking up like, hey, I can't do this today. Um, I need a break. It's not going to happen. So I think that that some people look down on like, no, you need to go, go, go. But you can go, 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 but you're going to get burned out even faster. So um, I would say that that's my positives and challenges for balancing everything. Yeah. And I think it's really important to your point that you really have to like listen to your body. Because one thing that I've learned, and Eric and I both learned this, is that like, I think there's a healthy way to push yourself. And I think there is a non-healthy way to push yourself. And I personally have pushed myself to a non-healthy way. And I've learned that if you push your body beyond your limits, your body will shut down. (laughs) Your body will be like, enough is enough. So I would definitely say that as you are you know, I think we're living in a different day and age where women can do and be anything that they want. And I'm all for it. I'm all for girl power, but I'm not for overworking yourself to the point of exhaustion, overworking yourself to the point that you can't even enjoy your day-to-day life. So I think it's really important to listen to your mind and listen to your body. And if your body is telling you that it needs a break and it needs a breather, listen to it. Like you can always come back. (laughs) Like you can like taking a break mean that like you're gonna fall off the face of the earth or that people aren't gonna look for you or be able to receive you I've been seeing more and more people on social media that have been taking breaks and listening to their body and doing what it needs and doing what they need to do for themselves and coming back refreshed so I just wanted to add that because I feel like particularly as women and particularly as black women like we put all of this on ourselves and we think that we have to be queen of the jungle all of the time and we don't Like there is beauty in rest. There is beauty in sleep. There is beauty in hiring help or getting help. There is beauty in saying, no, I can't do that. This is crossing my boundary. Um, I'm not going to be able to get that to that tomorrow. So I would definitely say whatever you're doing, whether you're juggling corporate, you know, your corporate career, your family, um, personal projects, projects with a friend, like be sure to set up boundaries that are healthy for you. And that are going to be best for you. Because I say this all the time. I tell Erica this. I tell my friends this. Like, you are the most important person in your life. And if you don't treat yourself like you're the most important person in your life, then nobody else will. I think you nailed it. It's boundaries, not balance. I think somebody need to put that on a t-shirt. It's the boundaries (laughs) for me. (laughs) All right. Let's keep it moving to our next segment of the show, which is Mentor Moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener's letter, and then we'll give our advice on it. So the letter reads, hi, Erica and Shelby, I need your advice. So lately, I've been working my ass off to get to a better version of me. I've been doing the work to get to a better space mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, but it has been extremely hard. I also have been hoping for change in my life on the outside, example, career, finances, love life, etc. But none of that is changing and it is so frustrating. I know I've been progressing internally, but I feel stuck when I don't see change on the outside. A lot of my friends have been progressing by getting new careers, buying homes, getting married, etc. So when I see it all around me, it makes me feel like I'm behind or stuck at times. How do I change my mindset about this? Any advice? Oh, that's good. <laughs> Honestly, like just keep it in a book. I don't know why I keep saying it. But anyway, I guess it's my new word. Anyway, <laughs> just keep it in a book. I think it's completely normal to feel that way. I have felt that way 
Um, a lot of times in my life, I have felt like that recently, um, even, and I just feel like it's human nature to feel that way. First and foremost, I want you to give yourself grace and give yourself kudos for doing the inner and outer work to get what you to get where you want to be because a lot of times we think in our mind we decide that oh I want to accomplish you know like this emotionally spiritually mentally and it's going to happen the next day and that's not how life works that's not how God works a lot of times the things that we pray and we manifest and that we desire they take time it could take a few days it could take a few weeks it could take a few months it could take a year or a couple of years that's not for us to decide that's for what God to decide so I think that a you have to give yourself grace b give yourself kudos and i think that you just have to keep doing the work to get where you want to be i think it's completely normal and human you know to feel stuck or left behind but i always believe that what god has for someone else is always going to be for them but what god has for me is always going to be for me so i would definitely say you know encourage your friends you know pray for your friends be happy for them because this is their winning season but your winning season is coming. You just don't really know when that's going to be. So and to your question, when you said, how do I change my mindset about this? Any advice? I think that what helps me personally when I'm feeling stuck or uh, unmotivated or I'm just kind of feeling down, I think that you have to try first and foremost, try not to compare your journey to your friend's journey because you could be on day one of the, your journey and they can be on day 635. I know it's not that many days in right. saying, but I'm just saying that they could be on that day or that portion of the journey in their life. And I think that you have to, instead of just sitting around, and I'm not saying you're sulking, but sitting around and sulking or just getting in your own head about like what you are not doing or what you are not accomplishing, A, do something every day or every week or every month that gets you one step closer to your dreams that contributes to you being where you want to be mentally, spiritually, and emotionally um, in your career, in your finances, in your love life. And then also do things that bring you enjoyment because when you do things that bring you enjoyment, it's something about when you do something that makes you happy that just that just spruces up your spirit, that gives you a, like, a little kick or a little drive. And I've realized for me, when I do those things that just give me a little kick, I come out feeling more inspired. I feel I'll come in more like a go-getter and I'm more open and willing and able to do things to get me to where I want to be. But another thing that I do want to tell you is that why don't get caught up in destination addiction, because a lot of times we want, you know, the certain career or the certain home or to be in a certain relationship status before we experience certain parts of life. Please don't ever do that. <laughs> like, I think that that's another way that people can get sad. As an example, Erica and I have been single for a minute. <laughs> and one thing- A long minute. <laughs> right. But one thing that I am very proud of us for doing is that even though we don't have all of the things that we are working and manifesting and praying about and toward, we still do things that bring us enjoyment and we still go out and experience life. And I think a way that you can change your mindset is to go out, enjoy your life and do things that get you 
closer to what you go. And so don't just like pause and sulk and be sad, but actually get out and live your life and enjoy it. And I think that when you take your mind off of it or you start doing things that can get you there and you get in this happier mental space because you're doing things that you love or you're hanging around people that love you, that encourage you, that are important to you and you're praying to God and you already know that he already worked it out. Like my mom always tells me, like anytime that I am feeling stuck or sad, my mom always tell me, praise God in advance because he's already worked it out. And I used to be like, girl, I don't have time for that. I need to answer now. (laughs) Now (laughs) I understand what she was saying and what she's getting at. I think that you have to train your mind to just to just know and believe that it's going to happen and that it's going to come. The thing about faith is that like we can't see it and we don't know when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen. We just believe that it's going to happen. And I think in this season of your life, you're going to have to have a lot of faith a lot of fun, and just do what you can do to get where you want to do. I always say, if you do what you can do, God will do what you can't do. That was a whole word, friend. That was that was a whole word. Um, I I would like to add. <laughs> um, first of all, shout out to you for doing the work because some people would sit up there and complain about, oh, everybody's doing this, this, and they're progressing, and they and you haven't done anything yourself to get there. So first of all, I just want to pinpoint that you are actually doing the work um, to better yourself. So that's a great thing in itself. Um, And so I feel like when you are changing internally, like spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you're on the right track because maybe that's preparing you for these external blessings. If you're not changing internally, um, in your mindset, how will you be ready for that new career? If you're not changing internally, um, emotionally and healing, how will you be ready for that new love life? You know what I'm saying? So changing internally is not a bad thing, even though you may not see external changes. I think that you need to keep celebrating yourself on what, how far you have gone, um, so far. So like, even if you have to get up every morning and journal it and say, you know what, me, I'm proud of myself for X, Y, and Z, you know? And, um, I think what gets us caught up is when we start looking at everybody else and comparing ourselves because comparison is the thief of joy. And that is so true. Even if you feel like you're the most supportive person in the world, if you get to comparing yourself a little bit too much, you'll start to see yourself being too hard on yourself. So I loved when Shelby said, show yourself more grace. That is so true. Um, also I would just suggest to keep supporting your friends, the ones that you feel like are progressing in their new careers or homes or marriages or whatever, keep supporting them. I always like to use this example of myself is when I was going through the loneliest time of my life, the most heartbreaking time of my life. I had to serve one of my friends in her wedding. And I felt like that was a test for me from what I was going through emotionally, um, you know, going through the lonely season of my life, but having to show up and serve her and putting myself on the back burner. I feel like sometimes God will test you on that. Like, look, I'm exposing you to what you say you want and what you say you're trying to prepare yourself for. I'm exposing you to it. Will you be able to serve somebody in their winning season um, when you don't have it just yet? That's a challenge. And that that's how God will test you because he will definitely expose you before um, he gives you the blessing. So that would be my little tidbit. I think, you know, like I said, overall, shout out to you for actually doing the work. Go sis. <laughs> so you guys, if you have a question out there that you want us to answer, please send us an email to 
allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So before we leave today, we are going to leave you with a word of encouragement. So this comes from one of my favorite Bible verses, Ephesians 3.20. And it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask for, imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. So I love this Bible verse because it's like what you're planning on, what you're asking for, what you're believing for, you can't even imagine what God has for you. So like, just like that mentor moment example, we just went um, over. Um, She may be thinking, oh, this is what I want. I want this career. I want this love life. I want my finances to be this, but maybe God's not giving it to you yet because he has something bigger that you can't even fathom, that you can't even imagine. And I think that that, because all, everything in the world belongs to God. So if it all belongs to him, there's no way you can measure how big his blessings are going to be for you. So I love this Bible verse. What do you think, Shelby? Listen, I don't have, believe it or not, I don't have that much to add <laughs> to what you just said because you did. What? <laughs> but what I will say, just to piggyback off what, what Erica said, is that when I think of this Bible verse, I just think about how God is able to exceed our wildest dreams and our wildest thoughts. He knows our inner thoughts. He knows our desires. He knows our wants. He knows everything about it. So like I said a little bit earlier um, in the Mental of Mormon Simmons, just really just give him glory, thanks, praise him in advance. And, you know, in God's timing, it will come to pass. Yes. So on that note, bow your head, close your eyes. And if you drive and sway with it. All right. Dear God, we thank you for exceeding our expectations every day. And to everybody that is listening under the sound of our voice, we just pray for protection. We pray for favor. We pray for blessings. We pray that anybody that is struggling with feeling stuck or feeling like their time has not come or feeling like they're in their losing season, I pray that you give them comfort and give them reassurance, give them understanding to know what season that they are in in their lives and that they will continue to hold on. And anybody who is struggling with the confidence or with or just tired and overwhelmed of what they're going through and tired of doing the work and tired of seeing everyone else winning. We just pray that you comfort them. We pray that you provide for them and give them the biggest blessing that they can never imagine. And we pray that everybody that's listening on the sound of our voice, that they have a great day, that God's protection is over you and that your angels are surrounding them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.